0: On this week's Inside Marketing, we'll be talking about DTC brand, but we'll be talking about a DTC brand in the automotive industry, Polestar, Ireland. I'll be joined by the market lead, Kieran Campbell, to talk about how they market, what the proposition is, and what growth looks like. So, that's DTC for automotive, only this week on Inside Marketing. The Inside Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Dentsu and Irish Times Media Solutions. Hello and welcome to this week's Inside Marketing. As I said, uh, this is going to be a good one because we're going to talk about Polestar and D2C as, uh, as brands. So I'm delighted to be joined by Kieran Campbell, who is the market lead for Polestar in Ireland. How are you, Kieran? How are you doing?
1: Good, good, and thanks for inviting me. Appreciate the, your your time.
0: Well, no, I appreciate you coming in and, and we are your agency, so uh, it's, great to, it's great to kind of have you here. But also, it is a brand that I'm, I'm, re- I'm really interested in because I'll be honest, I didn't get it from the start, it's complicated and we'll get into that because the car market is quite, it, it does things in, 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 in the same way it always did things and this is a completely different proposition. So, let's kick off with that. Like, What is the, the Polestar proposition in the market at the moment um, and, and what, is the, what is the brand about before we get into how you market? What, what is the brand? What's the proposition?
1: Yeah, so we are a direct consumer brand, so we're digital online sales space only. We launched in 2017 with the Polestar 1, which would be the only car we have that is has some form of combustion engine. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it had the world's longest range for battery, about 127 kilometers, which was a Polestar 1, limited edition car, which we won't sell here. Um, we launched in Ireland. We were market number 22 in Polestar World. We launched here in end of March last year. Mm-hmm. we sold and handed over our first car to a customer this exact week, five months ago. Right. As a brand, we're a premium EV brand. Right. Pulsar 2 is the car you can take delivery of right now. Pulsar 3 arrives here for customers to see in about six weeks, which is the first full-size SUV. Pulsar 4, is a theme where you can put numbers, you guess. Pulsar 4 arrives next year. Again, fully electric. Pulsar 5 arrives after that and then six is revealed as well, and that should be here in 2026. So we're electric, brand only, Mm -hmm. but we're premium, EV, but we focus on the drive and the dynamics of the car. There's an awful lot of EV brands out there who focus on the technologies. We're about the experience and the driving of the car.
0: Yeah, and we'll get into that because I think it's quite smart. Um, I get DTC, and it's been a a trend that's happened in a a lot of companies. A lot of businesses have been built on a pure DTC model, but... I, I, I could, honestly, I, I never would have seen it working for cars. It didn't seem to me. It's like, you know, we started off to buying online. It was like we were comfortable with books and CDs and then we became more comfortable with clothes and whatever. I, I don't think I ever thought we'd get to a day where people would buy cars online. So how's business going generally and how's it going in Ireland?
1: It's, it's going really well. I mean, globally, we have 130,000 cars now in, in customers' hands. We actually handed over the 100,000 Polestar 2 to an Irish customer um, in around April. Right. Um, it was a stock car that that just happened to come to Ireland. Um, it was loaded a bit differently. Um, but for us in the market, it's it's going really well. Um, it's always a challenge. I mean, when you're a brand new brand, you don't have any customers to talk to. Yeah. So our database started off with, with zero. There was mm-hmm. some experience of interest from customers in advance, but we didn't have the ability to just reach out to people who've been selling cars for years and years and years. Mm. So that was tough. It's pretty complex setting a car brand up from scratch. I can imagine, yeah. Um, super, super team in in HQ that kind of have the building blocks. Um, it must be supported by the UK because we're a satellite market of the UK, but all markets are different. It took five months and four days to register the first car. I wasn't counting, but that's how long it took. <laughs> yeah. And um, but since then, it's been going really, really well. We're um, our first physical location is in Sandyford. Spirit Motor Group are our yeah. retail partner. So the building, they're not just containers. Everyone says, oh, the containers. they are containers, but when you step inside, you get the sense of what we are. Um, but look, it's going really well. Um, every day is fresh challenges, but how do we overcome them? Yeah. So we, we're doing really well. Thanks.
0: Well, that's good. Um, and it is like it looks, and as you said, it it is a, it is a, it's a very modern brand and the, the, and the model is quite modern. It's a, it's a car for, truly for the digital age but let's think about marketing so you've launched it and particularly in ireland but also maybe in the uk because you're you're digital first and, and you're, you're d2c what's your view on marketing do you see a role for kind of more traditional media or do you, is your view of marketing that we're going to be pure double down on on digital and performance or display and or do you see a role for like would you, would, would you use tv and that kind of stuff
1: yeah i mean it's it's the full marketing mix i mean um we're digital brands, so digital digital is a very strong point mm. for us. But we are a premium brand. I mean, mm-hmm. again, every market is different. In Ireland, to be taken seriously as a premium brand in automotive, you have to be on TV. Yeah. AV has worked really well for us um, yeah. since we launched last year. We also do print with the Irish Times and other publications as well. We do out of home great investment. Exactly, a great, great partnership. <laughs> um, and out of home is a really, really strong visual piece for us, um, and that's critical for us. And 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 thankfully, since we've been in the market, and by the motoring journalists, we are now perceived as a premium car brand, mm. which is difficult to come in at that level. Mm. We can—that's our intention to be, but that's what we've been picked up as. It's great, mm. but it's crucially you have to spread it out. Um of course, I'd like more marketing budget. Everybody wants more marketing mm. budget, but it's to make it work. And crucially, our brand awareness curve is going where we need to be, and that's that's really really important.
0: And so, brand awareness. So, what do you measure? Because ultimately, ultimately, like anything else, you want to sell cars, but you've a, you've a lot to. You want to create, um, you want to create demand first and foremost. So, do you track things beyond? How do you measure the effectiveness of your marketing? Um, given your, uh, I don't know, I'll probably say a lot. You're you're, you're a DTC and a primarily a digital business, if, if you want. Um, but do you, do you do brand tracking? Do you measure things ultimately beyond sales? Because sales are the end result. So a, a benchmark of future sales. You, you mentioned awareness. Do you measure awareness? Do you measure preference? Do you measure desirability? Or do you engage in any brand tracking studies in Ireland at
1: the moment? Yeah, so I mean, where we are now, our brand awareness is as strong as the UK. The UK have been live for nearly four years. Right. So for us, that, that's a really, really good cool result. Yeah. The physical building is only open since the 29th of October last year. So up to that point, we were digitally brand, but we were showcasing the product to customers from a car park in Saniford with a sealed container. Yeah. Um, we track, like every brand does, our progress and how it's developing. Um, we know where we are against the other automotive brands. We've a lot of work to do. But if I flick back kind of 12 months ago when I was first driving around in a product, everyone would stop and stare because no yeah. only knew what it was. yeah. And I was stopped all the time, which is great because I get to tell the story all over a lot of times. But now I don't need to anymore because people know it's a Polestar. Mm. And that's great for us because the advertisement for us as a brand is, yes, we're spending on traditional digital, but it's cars on the road. Mm-hmm. And crucially, and um, we did 123 cars last year. We have 222 cars on the road this year. Plus we have an order bank. So we're tracking close to 400 cars already. Right. And we have cars spread around the country a few counties in the middle that we still need to get to, but the cars are popping up everywhere, which is advertisement because cars on the road. And people are buying us because they want a different product.
0: Yeah, and that's a big disadvantage. I'll get to that in a minute because um, familiarity or seeing the car and there is, you know, you, you see other people driving the car. So, but go back to it's a brand, it's a new brand. It's not only a new brand, it's a completely new way of selling the car to people. How do you go about launching that? in Ireland, like what's your launch plan look like? What's your, because it's, it's complicated. Oh, oh, by the way, you can't even go into a dealer network. So you can't even go in looking for a certain type of car. And you can't go into a BMW, guys, you see, I think i go in for the X1. Oh, I like the X7. Like you can't even go in and and browse the showroom and it's, it's complicated getting people to, to go for, it's more complicated getting people to go for a test. So, How did you go about launching the brand? What was the strategy to launch it when you go back? Yeah,
1: I mean, the traditional car launch is kind of a day. We did a three-day event in in Western Airport, um, which worked really well. We had about really really good coverage um, and feedback from all the journalists that came there. And what have we done since then? We animate where we can as much as possible nationwide. I mean, we've been in malahi twice. We've been in Galway. We've been in Cork twice.
0: What do you mean animate? By the way? You...
1: so we bring we run test drive events. Right. So the so the test drive of our cars, you can just. Go on to Polestar.com, yeah. book a reservation, um, which is available in Sandyford. Right. Crucially, it's an unaccompanied test drive. Mm-hmm. So people come in. We obviously need to see your driving license, except mm-hmm. so you can drive, but the car isn't given to you. So you get to experience the car. There's not we're, we're the team in Polestar at Dublin are non-commissioned. Um they're, they're, they're salaried. So they're they're not right. there to sell. They can't indeed sell you a car. Yeah. So the customer gets to experience the car. And then we track where EV sales are growing around the country. Yeah. We bring the cars to these locations for from Wednesday to a Sunday. You book online and the intention is we get nearly 100% utilization. Right. So we're bringing the brand to people. It would be fantastic of course to have more locations, but mm. as a digital brand and plus we can see where people are searching for us nationwide and that prompts us where we need to go to yeah.
0: next. So it's quite it's very agile and quite smart in terms of you exactly. take it around, which is which is a really because I talked at the start that the car industry has probably done things the way it has always done things probably because it works right so but to come in and to do things in a different way there's probably things you're you're doing way better things you'd like like a, a bigger store footprint or more distribution but there's probably things that you, you you've done better because you've had to be smart so um what's the wait time like for a car if I want one is it because it's a problem in the industry at the moment when supply of supplier cars what's it like if I w- went on now when could I when can I get one
1: but crucially, when, when we launch in every market, every market has to have stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a consequence, we it is a bit of crystal ball. We don't know exactly what you are, want to buy. Um, but we take feedback from the markets that have launched ahead of us mm-hmm. and get their experience, what their customers want. So we have stock available. So in theory, if you were to step into PostHare Dublin tomorrow or today or even just online, you can configure a car, 1,000 euro deposit, and all things being equal, you could have that car in... Seven to ten days maximum.
0: Okay, right. Okay, cool. That's good. No uh, excuse. No excuse. No excuse at all. So, um, now speaking of Rob Kinson, when you when you've a, a target audience, who are you marketing the car at now at the moment? So, who's your who's your audience? Who you go out to if you can be as narrowly defined as possible? And who's buying this car? So, who who do you want to buy it? And who's actually buying it? And is there a difference, or or is it the same people?
1: I think a lot of times in automotive, when a brand a new car is launched by a brand there's a very specific customer profile. And it looks great on paper, don't get me wrong. I mean, I've worked for a brand before this and every you launched, we were shown who the customer is to be. Every market's different. I mean, we've had one of our first couples to take collect the car 12 months ago were both of them in their 80s. They'd spent time between Dublin and France and they wanted the car from its sustainability credentials, mm-hmm. first and foremost, and they wanted to tow their caravan, mm-hmm. And that was kind of the one of the very first customers. Since then, we have had all ages, and um, families with young kids and everything in between. There, there isn't, we don't specifically go after one customer because right. then you're seen to be going after that one customer base. I mean, we're we we a lot of people to come into us out of curiosity and um, because they can book the test drive online. We also bring cars to people's place at work for like a right. company test drive event, yeah, yeah. or we do um at home as well. So we don't have a specific customer that we target the car to. Sometimes it's kind of more. Take right. Every yeah, kind of yeah. wants to go for that customer because they're deemed they've lots of money available, etc. Um, but no, it's been a really, really interesting mix of people. A lot of people coming into us with a price change, mm-hmm. um, and that's everyone. In Ireland most of them in Ireland have that? A lot of those customers are in premium brands. Yeah, so we see that coming in to us quite regularly, um, which is great because they're in a premium brand and they associate us with the card that they're happy to change too.
0: So that's where you're. You primarily see people coming from that. that if you were to Look at your competitors, you'd see them as those Mercedes or BMWs and that type of ones. Or, yeah, So, yeah. so,
1: but also I want us to be available to every other car brand. Yeah, so yeah. we need to speak perhaps to those other customers. Um, a lot of people, again, they don't know much about us, so there's an assumption that they can't afford to buy a Polestar. Mm. Um, my brother-in-law's brother apologized to me about eight weeks ago for buying a different car brand. And I said, there's is no issue here. I said, I'm not going to lose sleep because we can't afford a Polestar. I said, yeah. why not? I do how much the car is? And he called me a figure. I said, well, you're about 10 grand too high. Right. He well, I didn't even realise. But, but because we're a brand new brand, we're not... He the could have asked you, in
0: fairness, like he knows you he could have asked He you.
1: could have, and he didn't, <laughs> and we're not talking anymore. <laughs> and
0: that's fair, and I think you're right. I think that's perfectly But, 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 fair. but the
1: point is, I mean, we're, we're not on the top of anybody's tongue just yet. Because yeah. oh, my perception would be that they'd be...
0: Yeah, they're, they're probably not as expensive as I I would think they are, yeah. No, I mean,
1: you, you'll have a Polestar 2, Standard & motor. On the road for just under fifty-four thousand euros, right. which is—I'm not saying that's
0: no, cheap. It's, it, it, but it, it's not as it's—it feels if it feels cheaper than I would have thought for for what's what's clearly a very premium brand. Because we we'll get into that later on in terms of decision. I think it's been yeah. very clever how it's how it's um, marketed itself and how just it looks. It's very very stylish. Um, like we talked about this a second ago, but there is a behavioural science thing and it's a, the, the mind half effect or it's um, it's behavioural science thing. It's called frequency bias, in other words. And it, yeah. um, it's described sometimes in car parlance as the yellow car syndrome. So the way that works is that I decide, I want to buy a yellow car, right? Because I think yellow cars are cool and it says something about my personality. Rob's and and I, end, I end up going, right? And not a lot of people have them. And then what happens is I start to notice yellow cars everywhere because I'm primed to... To see them and um, so they're, they're no more prevalent than they were but the instance of me noticing becomes more prevalent in my mind and that's a, a real thing for cars if you talk to it because when you decide to buy whatever car it is then you start seeing them around everywhere right now you're not going to see that with, with Stars. you won't see that many of them um, but that's a big thing this kind of uh social proof if you want seeing other people you know safety in numbers, other people buy that car, so they you know i'm i'm they have to be a good car totally. people done the work so how do you go about doing that do you do you, you talked about taking the car being quite agile and taking it around for for test drives and stuff like that, but do you do things consciously to get more cars on the road do you like even you driving around in your car you, you 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 it gets noticed do you actively plan have plans to, to just get the cars more prevalent and more seen in the roads or
1: yeah, I mean, going back about six months ago, I was um, just driving my kids to a to creche on a park outside my local super valley. And I could see a lady walking towards me and she said, do you look, do you look, your clients a car. And I said, of course you can.
0: Yeah.
1: And I always tell who I am because it's that's my responsibility. And she said, my husband is a place in order. And I said, your husband is so-and-so. She said, how do you know that? I said, because we use Salesforce so we can live see Everybody, Mm. as my wife says to me whenever we're out, don't say it if we a Polestar, because that effect. So Mm. we we know our customers, and that's worked really well for us. Um, But what we do to get the cars noticed, the cars are out and about an awful lot during the week. Mm. Uh, Be it the the local, the team we have, or the team based in Polestar Dublin, it's literally convoy cars. Right. So we can, the the lads normally from 10 to 12-ish, pick a location where we haven't been, park the cars up
0: and get them out there,
1: and get them out there. And people kind of stop and even when I parked up, I saw here today I could see a guy stop and staring.
0: Yeah,
1: to ask me a question. He said it's a star. Yes, so it's it's happening, and the cars are resonating. I think an awful lot more people now because mm. they're very distinctive on the road. The light bars, um, particularly unique, mm. and yeah, and I kind of know most customers, which is which is great.
0: So you are doing that. That's that's a that that that's a that's a pretty cool thing. How many do you have for test drives at the moment? What's your fleet that you have that could be people can avail of if you want to test drive yeah. do, you have, do you have a Yeah supply? so the,
1: the, the fleets we make so we have our press cars, which are given out to journalists for their piece which is working really well Michael McLear from the from the Times had one Neil Briscoe's had one then we have our test drive fleet so that's where you as a potential customer you log on to .com you can pre-book your slot mm-hmm. or you can so there's six cars there or indeed you can just walk in we always have a two cars which are spare then we have cars which are available for at home so you're in in work in the Irish Times or on Haddington Road, say so I'm available from 12 to half one. The car is brought to you, right? You get to experience the car yourself, and then we have another fleet of cars which you use for our experiential events. So that's I mentioned the likes of Cork, Galway, the future mobility
0: campus. So there's about 20, 22 cars which kind of float around which are available. And, available. and so, if um, so the model is like you, you try how, how do you so when, when you're advertising. I can go to, I can go to the, because we're in Dublin, so we can go to the one in Sandyford but yep. the, the the fleet can move around. If I'm listening somewhere, say I'm listening down in Waterford now, and uh, I want, how do I go about, how do you go about getting a test drive to somebody in Waterford once and how does that work? Uh, it's a bit of a challenge
1: because we get kind of bespoke requests. Yeah. Um, but what we do kind of, we it's not going to be worth our while if one
0: fellow was driving down Midland no, Waterford. No,
1: but, but, but thankfully, you... I mean, we can see, thankfully when people book in, we can see the air codes. So we can, we wait, Basically, wait for buildup of air codes in a certain okay. region. And then we're able to do kind of a smaller low key event. So, we did the, the bigger events is when we bring a container full animation. Okay. And, but yeah, then we yeah. can do smaller, essentially, pop up events. If there's this, say, pocket of 10, 12 people, that can be handled by the
0: inside sales team, which is and if not Caruso You just say, somebody, we'll be down to you. And we're yeah. coming down, we'll let you know. And, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, our, yeah. our
1: next events planned are we're in Galway next, then we're in Cork, then we're in Wexford. And then we're going to be obviously back in North Dublin again. So we can, we, we've staggered where we need to be, right.
0: depending on demand. So it's a very, a very efficient, which I would expect. But um, yeah, it's a really smart way of doing things. Go back to marketing for a minute then. Obviously, it's it's very aspirational as a brand. And and you do a lot with uh, traditional, I don't like the word traditional media, but you know what I mean, TV yep. and out of home. Um, what well, we used to. Do you work with influencers at all in terms of, because I'd imagine like they do. I just this thing I talk about normalising the car or getting it seen and g- getting it seen in culture and getting it seen on the road that's social proof do you do any work with influencers or ambassadors or anything like that and getting
1: we we're very specific or, in who we make our cars available to and um, and if somebody lots of people have approached us to be fair mm-hmm. no issue with that but their brand values need to align with our brand values it mm-hmm. isn't just a case of can I have a car and I will do X for you um, in the UK, it's worked quite successfully. We brought some uh, two journalists and two influencers over to Goodwill Festival Speed two weeks ago Mm. um, to kind of get their perspective. Because again, we're a very new brand and Mm -hmm. people don't understand who we are. Um, But but for me and for us as a brand, it has to be very clear who we want to work with because they're essentially representing us if Mm. they're in our car. Mm -hmm. And there's a big responsibility on that person to be responsible. For us as a brand, and I mean, and they're going to get asked questions. I know with confidence if I'm asked a question, or the team in Pulsar Ireland is, or Pulsar Dublin, they'll answer it clearly, but they need to know what they're talking about because mm. it's not just a car and it needs to be handled um, with due care and attention. We potentially will be partnering with two people quite soon. Right. But again, we, we have a process with them and understanding from them what, but. They understand our brand and they're aligned with our brands. So it's interesting to see the but the, the level of interest has now gotten more and more from more and more people, so people are now more curious about us, which is great because we're yeah. now more familiar with more people. But yeah. it's it's very restrictive the cars are made available to,
0: and it's familiar, it's familiar in a good way, but like it, it hasn't got qu- quite got to the levels of um, you know, seeing it everywhere. But I think it's in a good you, The hardest, the hard bit is done, you've got you've got in um. Interest or um, people are aspiring to it, and people kind of a lot of people know who the brand are yet, yeah, but but it still feels quite different. I think we'll talk. We can talk about Tesla later, but like I think people people wanting to be different by buying a Tesla now, it's it's kind of nearly become the opposite. I think Polestar is very different. Polestar is quite a. It's still at that stage where you see yourself when you drive it. It it looks like nothing else on the road, and, and it's a brand that nobody's seen. It's quite it's quite a. An interesting and intriguing brand so now, the bigger and the more popular you get which you want obviously you want to do but i, I wonder what the, do you think there would be a point where you you limit distribution of it or or, or maybe that's just with production you, you you would have to be but would you ever what's the ambition do you think or what's your what was your plan in ireland would it always be a bit exclusive do you think or aspiration or would you like to see a, a, a day where they're as common as Nissan Micros to a degree, no disrespecting Nissan Micros, but the prevalence of them. Because so, there's something nice about being limited edition, right? Well, you it, it yeah, creates I mean, desirability.
1: I mean, I'm not going to use the word limited and, and we won't be limited, but as the brand grows and as the product portfolio changes, um our car's price bracket will change. Mm-hmm. For example, Pulsar 2, as I said, is just under 54000 euros, grant included, up to just over 90, mm-hmm. for the limited edition BST to 30. Polestar 3 arrives in six weeks. That car starts at 99900 up to €125,000, Euro, so mm. it's a different customer. Yeah. Um, then we move on to Polestar 4, which arrives this time next year, all will to plan. That's priced between Polestar 2 and Polestar 3, and then we have five and six. So we won't be limited, mm. but for as the product changes, be, you'll wait a little bit longer, because those cars, you won't get more than likely a pulsar at three in two weeks because that customer will want their bespoke car. Mm. And that's a 14-week from order to arrival. Mm. Um, but the objective in all markets, where we're in 27 markets now globally, and, and the objective is that we grow uh, mm. in all markets. And, and we need to grow. I mean, it, it's it's fantastic to talk about where we want to get to, but that's based on customers ordering our cars, which creates revenue, which creates more money. If, mm-hmm, we, if we don't yeah. have sales, well, then it's a challenge. Um, yeah, but every yeah. market... Um, plays its piece in the global yeah. global
0: task. I'm thinking about the brand again marketing but globally not so much in Ireland like do you do work do you any really work with kind of product placement in movies and stuff I mean, remember the, the and Martins in, in James Bond which is a huge driver of that cult of personality if you will and, and popularising it in culture is there any do you get involved with, with TV shows or movies or anything like that as a brand globally and do stuff in the States like uh, that or
1: we, we've done a small bit of work Um in Ireland, we haven't yet. Um, Polestar 3 featured, you really need to know was the Polestar 3 featured in the background of some graphics in succession. Right. Um, Polestar 2 was part of it, but it didn't make the final cut. Right. Um, but I mean, globally, we're, we're a branded, marketing-led company, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, all our creative, everything comes from Gothenburg, where, where we're based. And it's, it's very clear for all markets that that's where everything comes from not saying markets would be creative and do their own thing but markets might try and do that yeah, so yeah. everything we do is very specific because you get one chance to launch a premium brand yeah. in a market and it has to be the same so separate destination that we have in Sandyford, it's replicated in eight other markets around the world so if you right. were to step in another building it would be the exact same and that's critical
0: It'd That's very much know. the Apple model yeah. of of the, the the experience is always consistent. It's not unique to Apple, but they no. but they, they they've they've stuck to that, um, yeah. and they've stuck to even the, the assets that you can use for Apple to promote and different things. Even if you're a retailer, resellers, quite very very um, selective and prescriptive in terms of what you can and can't use. And that feels like the same thing you've done. So, is that, do you think your marketing? Because I said earlier on a lot of the, the car industry the advertising and there's a way of doing things and the advertising itself isn't somewhat formulaic or, or or repeated but pulsar is a is a brand that pushes the boundaries you think your marketing, your approach to marketing pushes the boundaries and stuff to, and marketing by marketing i mean all things marketing not just advertising but do you think you push the boundaries in ways that other um manufacturers don't and maybe because you have to I, I look when you're new you have to try and differentiate yourself
1: of course because i mean Automotive is a big, big, massive global industry and there's brands around a lot longer than we have. Mm. Um, but we've come in a, a design-focused. Um, Thomas Ingelath, our CEO, is an ex-designer, head um, design with Volkswagen Group, and then Maximilian Missoni is our head of design. So we have head of design and we have a CEO who is also a former head of design. So mm. hence the products have to look a certain way and our spaces have to look a certain way. Mm. And that gives people that familiarity. But crucially, it pitches us in that space because everything has to look really, really, really sharp and really yeah. well. And it's great for us because it, that's people now associate even Ireland—that's where we are—and that feeds through consistently through our marketing. You mm. don't want, like you mentioned, dealers earlier on. We have one dealer partner spirit, but it's it's our building. They don't, and they're not tasked with going off creating their own marketing. And marketing, everything no. comes from us. They can they want to do we support but crucially we as a brand and it goes all the way back to hq they have to sign off everything we do to right. maintain, maintain the consistency in
0: uh, our markets yeah and that's um i think it's a good thing because it's that like i think that like it's it, it's again it's a classic rules of marketing but they're they're quite a, they're quite often not followed as religiously as they should being very clear on on what your brand is what the experience is right down to like influencers or who you'll partner with it's, it's very it's very clearly defined and you don't um stray from that which i think is why it's is possibly why it's well one of the reasons a great car obviously but i think the branding is 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 and how it shows up as a brand as you said it's a marketing-led company you know in terms of to create that brand it's, it's incredible it's incredibly successful um and just on marketing for a minute one of the things and i think a lot of the electric cars did this wrong now maybe the early days of electric to kind of grow a category they had to do it i think they they mistakenly talked about the electricness of the car right it was electric that was the thing electric 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 and it was for a certain type of of person um you know very proud of their priuses and and hugging trees but they weren't particularly concerned about the aesthetics of a car and what it looked like and this is very this is very very different right so this is a car and i think it has you know, when cars talk about range anxiety and trying to do a job for electric, I think you end up shining a light on a problem that reinforces a negative belief. And I think what Polestar have done quite well is it's a beautiful car. It advertises, it behaves and promotes itself as a beautiful, aesthetic, luxury, premium car. And, but it just happens to be an electric car. Do you know what I mean? And is that, yeah. was that um, something that you did? Because you, you, you very, you, I mean this respectfully, it advertises like a proper premium car that just happens to be electric, not as an electric car that also looks quite good. Do you know what I mean? Was that intentional and is that something that came from...
1: I mean, I think as I mentioned, I mean, we focus on the driving aspect of the car. And yes, there's cars that are quicker from zero to 100 kilometres and there's some cars which have a bigger range in us, but that's not the focus. Mm. I mean, Toby talk about internally lot about wanting to drive the different road home. We're not the first brand to talk about this, but mm. it's the, the dynamic of the car and the drive is really, really important. Mm. Um, from, we get the question a lot, of course, in the space about range. Your long-range dual motor, so your standard range single motor and your long-range dual motor. And I always encourage everybody to drive the car, normally, mm. because that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. The average Irish person drives 26 kilometers a day. Mm. But we get the question regularly, What well, if we want to go to Kerry in the morning. But that's <laughs> fine, but I mean, not many people randomly go to Kerry in the yeah. morning from Dublin. Yeah, yeah. But if, if you do want to, we use Google Automotive. we were the first car brand to do so. Hey Google, Killarney, and it tells you exactly how many kilometers it is to get there. It also tells you what battery range you have right. left to get a percentage. So if you start off at 100%, I traveled down to Killarney myself last September, it's out of 13% when I got there. I got there with 17%. Right. It was fine. Yeah. and um, But crucially, if I left at 80%, I wouldn't get there. But it tells me where the charges are en route.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah.
1: So there isn't, and, and crucially, you've got the infrastructure for EV, for charges is getting much better because now commercially it makes sense because there's more EVs been sold. But thankfully, mm. most houses in Ireland have access to power. When I go down to Mayo to mum and dad, they don't have a home charger. They have a three pin socket and I can Mm -hmm. put the car in. It'll charge quite slowly, but it can can... still charge. So, I mean, the the range piece is really diminishing. And I mean that respectfully, because most cases, Ireland is not the biggest country in the world. No. Um, Unless you go from Malhead to Mizzenhead, which no one does, to be honest. Um, But in most places, you can charge your car. I mean, it's helpful if you have home charging. Yeah, yeah. If you're just relying on public charging, it would be probably too stressful. And people are charging at work.
0: So it's just getting better all the time. And it's only going to get better. But of course it like, is. but like you're right. I think the yeah, I just don't understand. I I never got why why um cars are talking about range, range, range. Because it really made me think about range when I wasn't thinking about range. I don't have range problems because I live in I live in Dublin. I don't travel that far out. But then it was in my mind, oh range, battery range is never going to affect me. So I think it was it was clever thing. Yeah, the, the advertising, um, I mentioned a few times. I, I, again, I mean disrespectfully. It feels quite Apple-ish in a sense. Of, like in my head, if Apple and Apple have been just been talking about Apple um, launching a car for a long time, and in my head, if I, this is the closest thing that if Apple made a car, it, this is what it would look like, and this is how it would mark itself, and this is what it would, you know, the the the, the, the showrooms, the, this model, this is what I would imagine. I say Applear. Saying this is what we were, this is what we were thinking of doing. Is that a fair comparison? Do you think, in terms of a, a consumer good, in terms of style cues, even the so, sometimes the the, the feel of the, of the the TV ad feels quite Apple-ish and, and the, the colouring and the style, high design. Is that fair? Do you think, or do you think no, it's a completely different comparison, We're not like Apple from it. A-
1: no, no, no. Okay. I, I mean, again, before I joined the company, this started January twelve months ago. So um, I was, and I still am, employee number one in Ireland, which is pretty cool. Um, but we launched in 2017, mm. and I, I'm going to work out something. that there was lots of conversations. How do we set this up, and what who do we want to look like? We get Apple comparison quite a lot. Again, it's familiarity. but it's a Which is a good cool thing, by the way. It. Absolutely. Yeah. So when people step into Pulsar Dublin, um, and that's where I meet everybody, because they need to understand... And they step into, yes, from outside they look like four shipping containers. Mm. But everybody steps back and does, whoa, this is not what we were expecting. Because it's a different level um, that we're trying to do. And the Apple comparison, I was in London two weeks ago, walked past an Apple store on Oxford Street, and it's the same one that I saw in Berlin six months ago. And I mean, as I said, Polestar, Dublin, if you go to Botswana, Germany, it's the the exact same. Mm. And the spaces we have in the bigger cities, it's not Just drag and drop, but the design theme is all the same because people mm. can understand what we're doing. So, Apple is a fair comparison, mm. they're pretty successful, so it's okay to, bet yeah. No, it's it's a, a, it's, a, it's, it's a, <laughs> it,
0: it is. I think it's, it's good company to be in, but and it and it's it look, it looks it looks easy, right? Um because because it looks simple because there's so much control in it but it's hard to maintain that consistency and to and to be different it's funny because even um like like Tesla when and I know you probably get that comparison a lot a lot with Tesla I think they've done a, a, a great service to the electric car market Absolutely. because they really I mean I said we talked about Prius drivers and and people banging on about the electricness of their cars and, and the eco-friendliness of it and then the, the the I suppose what was inferred by that was that they 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 lack the performance capabilities, right? So they always seem to be a bit of a trade-off. And then and then uh, I remember Tesla a while ago making making a car that was faster than they It was faster than it was 100, 100, whatever, not to 60 or not to 100, quicker than a petrol car. So it became a performance car that happened to be electric. And I think they've done a great job. Now, I think they've lost their way a little bit potentially through oversupply, which is a good problem. But I think there's two things Musk has only started to discount, um, which I don't think is a great thing because, okay, it might, sell a bit of back stock but it pisses everyone off you just bought one off of you it's a good thing for rob a good thing for, good thing good thing for everybody but when you think about tesla then what makes what makes polestar different to tesla in your opinion what what's the what's the difference between the brands or or the cars even look i mean they're they're a phenomenally successful company um, we
1: exist as a company because of tesla polestar was originally a tuning aspect of Volvos. Then in mm. 2011, 2012, Volvo purchased Polestar outright, and then, thank you for me, and the rest of our my colleagues globally, was decided Polestar would become a standalone brand. Tesla have been really successful. Mm. Um, they're going towards, from what we see, and they set themselves, and Elon Musk has set himself, global car brand volume. That's not who we're going to be as a brand. Uh, yeah. um, we're a premium v brand, EV brand, with the new models coming, um mm-hmm. our aspirational brand internally is Porsche. So that's where we see ourselves sitting. Right, um, yeah, yeah. Pulsar two and pulsar four are gonna be our volume cars. Pulsar three, which SUV, Pulsar five kind of uh, is a Porsche Taycan type car, right. which people will be familiar with.
0: Yeah.
1: And the Pulsar Six is Porsche nine eleven type car. Right. Okay. So that's where we're going to pitch ourselves. Um in Markets uh, and volume wise look, Tesla have been really, really successful mm. and fair beta I mean, It's great to see them on the road because they got the jump, pardon the mm. bone, on everybody. And companies are now, how do we do what they're doing in our own way? I mean, we don't compare ourselves directly, people just do it, which is which is fine. I mean, mm. car, buying a car is an objective and emotional decision. If mm. someone wants to buy a Pulsar, brilliant, followed by a Tesla,
0: that's yeah, yeah. that's okay with me, yeah. Um. The Volvo I think is quite interesting because Volvo is a great brand, right? It's a great brand in its own right. Stylish, safe as well. So good and bad, but quite a stylish car and, and great heritage and and um, legacy in, in the car market. Why? So why not take advantage of that if Paul you might not know the answer, but like I always said, it was quite a brave thing to do. Again, quite pioneering to say, well, let's launch a completely new brand rather than, Leverage the equity you already have with Volvo and tap into that everything that goes with that, and even just plug into the Volvo dealer network. Why? I don't know if you know the answer, but why not do that? Didn't we do that?
1: Um, I mean, Polestar and Volvo were part of the Geely Group. Geely own lots of brands, um, but for us as a brand for for credibility, it's great we have Volvo behind us essentially mm. because they have the R and D, they have the factories. Yeah. And that has given us the ability, I mentioned earlier, to have cars for markets. We don't yeah. have to go build factories and spend billions on them and also have find billions for, for R&D. Um, but we're very different to Volvo. Yeah. Um, essentially, we compete for, for their right. customers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and some Volvo customers, they understand us as a brand maybe quicker than the people because people have been able to buy in the past Volvo Polestar Engineered um, right, but, uh, but there's very clear lines between between the two brands. Thankfully, we have in all markets the support of Volvo um, retailers from an after-sales perspective. So that's your, your Polestar service centres, which you need. But from a sales channel, we're a completely separate entity entirely, and that's the same in all markets. Some mm. Polestar facilities in other markets are their facility will be very close to existing Volvo sites. Um, that's not the case in Ireland. It it wasn't a a decision to not be beside them. Yeah, um yeah. but but there's great synergy between the two brands. I mean, yeah. I met uh, the Swedish ambassador a few weeks ago and that was a lot so big we spoke about a lot. I mean, we're we're very proud of our Volvo Heritage poster, yeah. Link but we're a completely
0: separate sales entity. Mm. Um and we're all fighting for fine. You've had and literally it's been done because it, it seems like the hard way to do it, like launch from scratch, not tap into the network and the footprint, uh build a brand completely on your own. And just so I mean success is good, good has been, fun. Yeah, no, it's been it's brave with the brave way is quite often the best way to do it. Um I want to ask you a question, I'm not gonna keep you too much longer. A colleague of mine is going to um who's back now, He's gone to he's gone to London to a wedding a couple of weeks ago and he's trying to rent a car and it was super expensive renting a car, and then um he happened to get, I don't know how this happened, but he, he, managed, getting, he managed to get a pole start for the weekend uh, as a car rental for way less than he was going to pay for a rental car. So I was thinking to myself, is that, is that a really clever strategy that they're using in the UK to drive test drives to tap into the rental market? Because it was somebody taking a signal of intent. He was searching for a rental car. He suddenly got remarketed with a why not? Why not take a Polestar? And he was like, oh, "Okay." Um, but he got it. He got it relatively cheap. Was is that something that was that's done intentionally, or do you know of that one because it was in the UK? Is that a strategy you're doing to try and tap into people who want to rent cars short term and let people take them for a weekend?
1: Um, it might be some Polestar UK mm. operating. Like, I kind of comment on it because, but well, I don't know. Yeah. Um, we have we did sign a global rental agreement with Hertz about um, right. two months ago. Um, perhaps we've been through that. But I mean, the more bodies. It's literally bums and things. I mean, mean, last year we had in Ireland exactly a thousand people who test drove the product for us. This year we're about 1,250 so far. Right. So it is, and again, on a point earlier on, when people get in the car, they all enjoy the experience Mm. because it's all new to them. um, And they're all in a brand that's familiar with them. But uh, the more people we can get in the car, we know. We had had one particular customer who just said, not for me, that's Fine, no yeah, problem, yeah, but, but, yeah, but, but yeah. they enjoy the experience. You're not going to yeah. win them all, and no. then the customer completes the journey themselves. And that's where, back to the very start of the conversation, being a threat to consumer brand, that's the challenge because mm. you, as a customer, you make the decision to buy that car yourself. Mm. Um, and our job is to give the best possible customer experience to build down your barriers for why you're going to
0: buy a Polestar. right? And so If anyone's listening at the moment, because it'd be quite a lot of advertising people like new shiny things. They like things that make them look a little bit different and they, 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 you could say pretentious and like myself. And they, they like, but they like, we like things a bit different. There's the higher penetration of of Apple, I think, amongst ad people than than it's unrepresentative of the average population. If anyone's listening, they go, like the sound of that. Where can they find out information? Where do they go? Uh, And, you know, how easy is it for, like, we talked about test drives so where can people go and have a look and where might they see cars is it Sandyford? is the, the, the one place you have for the
1: yeah so Sandyford is the, is the permanent physical That's Spirit location
0: Spirit group up yeah, in Sandiford so, yeah so
1: Spirit Motor Group so they operate the facility for us we, we own that unit um, but they staff it mm. but the best ways to go was just, just go on, on forward slash ie and it's you can, can book a test drive meeting. and yeah, you can you can book a test drive you can contact the team you can pop in um, so we do at home we do events and um, businesses so we we get around quite a lot. Right. Um, but thankfully we have a steady flow of people coming in and, and whenever again we're we're agile. But yeah, that's yeah, the advantage. Yeah, yeah. And everyone is facing the same direction for we know
0: what to do. Yeah. So it's great. I think it's gonna be one of those one of those brands that we will look back in in a couple of years' time and just look at how it'll be a huge success because it was it's predominantly going to be a brand that, that was created from scratch, from advertising and cre- and classic advertising, creating a demand for for a product that isn't there necessarily, it, it shouldn't work. Everything about me says it shouldn't work. It just shouldn't work, right? To see for cars, but it does. So I think it's gonna. I think it's a really interesting. Um, like you have to have a great product, right? I think the days of shitty products that you can advertise your way out of doesn't work anymore. So it has to be a brilliant car first and foremost. But a lot of brilliant cars don't do that well and I think it's it's changed a lot of the rules. Um, so what's the next 12, 18 months look like in terms of growth for you or what what, what does good look like?
1: Uh, yeah, the next 12, 18 months are going to be really busy. We have three new cars coming on top of Polestar 2 in the next 12, 18 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, the team will be growing. Our footprint will remain in Thanleyford, but we yeah. will do more events nationwide to bring the car to more people. But the power portfolio is changing that to a different price point. Um, As I've said quite a few times internally, the foundations are poured, we have the first line of blocks up, and now we need to build um, from this point on. Because when you're delivering one car to customers, it's manageable. As soon as you're offering two cars and three cars and four cars, and we will get busier because we will appeal to different customers. And by the time Polestar 5 arrives, Lots of the first, very first Pulse High 2 customers will be coming back, hopefully, for mm. the next car. So it is about building from zero. And I mean, it's incredibly exhilarating brand. It can be pretty overwhelming. Yeah. That's <laughs> the taste I of the, the week. But but, but crucially with, with the team we have, we're critically part of the growth. And we will get to sit back at some stage at that point and say, take a breath. Oh, sorry. We achieve that. Yeah. Complicated, good fun, um, but yeah, it's 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 a cool brand,
0: which, oh, which makes it easier. I have another question actually now. Servicing, because this is after sales a big yeah. part of cars. So what happens then? You got if it's if it's um Sandyford, uh what happens if I buy a car down in wherever? Cork somewhere down. Yeah, so in, we, and this is, is the, 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 this is
1: where the Volvo link comes back in to right, support it. So we, we currently we have six um Volvo sites, which are Polestar after sales. Okay. But crucially, because it's an EV, a vehicle, there's much less running parts. Your service intervals are every two years right, okay. or 3,000 kilometers. But most of the cars, well, all cars, um, they get updated, like your Apple phone gets yeah, updated. Should... So OTA, their update, every 10, 12 weeks, you get a little notification on the right, screen, okay. new update ready. When we launched last year, we were on software 2.2. We're now on software 2.10. Right. So okay. you will leave in next week in your two three two car. The age of the car won't change, but when you bring the car back in twenty four months or thirty six months, the technology is as new as it can like be, It's like
0: the phone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: but right. more crucially, if you're servicing, and again, again, it's a question we could ask quite a lot, and that's the USP for us because we have access to service points because people mm-hmm. living on the the western seaboard,
0: um, it's a bit of a trek to Dublin, yeah, yeah, but they don't have yeah. to come. Very, oh, really good. Right, well... I enjoyed that one. I don't even know how long that one went on because I was, I was just interested in chatting about it and hearing about it. It's fascinating. It's a brand that, as I say, genuinely. was like when I heard about it, we were involved in a pitch, and I was like, "This is never, oh, genuinely, it's never going to work." I said, and "Shame on been, you!" I just couldn't understand <laughs> it. But then, like you know, I didn't think working from home would work. But there you go. Um, it does. Look, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Um, it's a great brand. I really like it. If anyone dislikes to, you know, go on, have a look around, go for a test drive. I'll go have a test drive. No, I can't afford a new car. I'll go and have a test drive uh, when the, the new one comes in. Um, I really enjoyed the chat and best of luck with everything. So thanks for coming in.
1: Thanks very much. Appreciate
0: it. And thanks for listening. If you liked that episode, why not listen back to any of our ever-growing back catalogue? You'll find them by simply typing Irish Times Inside Marketing into your search engine of choice. So... Uh, thanks to Kira in marketing. Thanks to Andrea and Sound and Khadija in marketing. And thanks to our partners, as always, Irish Times Media Solutions. Um, until next time, book a test drive from Polestar. Get out there and drive electric. It's a great car. So until next time, take care. The Inside Marketing Podcast, brought to you by Dentsu and Irish Times Media Solutions.